everybody. This is Erica and Yvette, and this is Mel and Pearl's podcast. Hey, everybody. Episode, episode 49, to work mm-hmm. from home or not? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, when we were thinking about this, this episode, it really struck a chord, right? Struck close to home, no pun intended. Um, But working from home is really dominating all of our lives. Like if you haven't experienced the phenomenon directly, you've undoubtedly heard about it. You know, as U.S. media coverage of working from home jumped 12,000 percent since January 2020. That's crazy, crazy. So this change in our working arrangements is impossible to overhype. You know, as big as it is, it's even bigger than people think. You know, when I was thinking about large changes in, you know, society, this is the largest societal change in America since the end of World War II. Think about it. Huge. The whole country, world, literally was on lockdown. That's the, that's, that's the biggest thing since World War II, in my humble opinion. So, but it's important to understand the potential downsides of working from home on our economy. And we also need to take, I think as an industry, we also need to think about taking steps to mitigate them because not everybody can work from home. Data from a survey of um, 2,500 U.S. residents aged from 20 to 64, earning more than $20,000 a year in 2019, it was carried out like in mid-May of 2020, they, ref- they found that 51% of the survey reported being able to work from home at an efficiency rate of about 80% or more. So, and mostly of those were managers and professionals and financial workers who can easily carry out their jobs on their computers by video conference, phone, and email. But the remaining half of Americans don't benefit from those technological workarounds. Many employees, think about it, retail, Healthcare, transportation, and business services cannot do their jobs anywhere other than in the traditional workplace. They need to see customers and work with their products or equipment. And they such they face such a nasty choice between enjoying greater health risks by going to work or foregoing earnings and experience by staying at home. The dichotomy as it relates to work from home, it is, it is polarizing because some people have the opportunity and can remain at home and still work and while others cannot. And and I think a lot of us, most of us, some of us forget about that. What do you think? What do you think, Erica? No, I I totally agree. And, you know, I know we're going to jump in a little deeper as we, as we move through the episode, but, you know, for those who had to report to work, right. And they had no choice. I just want to pause for a second on that because I know, you know, during 2020, part of 2021, you know, everyone was profusely thanking them, but I just want to continue to thank them because mm-hmm. honestly, if we, if they did not do that in all those industries that you just talked about, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I just still want to continue to say thank you. And I continuously stay grateful to all of those who had to do that um, because they kept us going and they are Grocery the reason- stores. Why yep. we're here, right? They're the yep. reasons why we're here right now. And I personally am forever thankful for that because as you mentioned, that you know, this is this this pandemic that we all navigated through, 
and it, and you know, it, it may not be the way it was some years ago, but it's not over, right? And we've still yep. continued to navigate through this. So I just want to want to pause there with that, um, because some of us didn't have a choice, and yep. we had to go and do what had what we had to do, um, in order to um, a stay employed and b uh, just an obligation to just do what needed to be done to keep things going. So thanks for that. Yep. So thank you to all the people who were in retail, healthcare, you know, consu- delivering consumer products because, you know. The delivery guy. I'm sorry. The delivery guy, you know. Yes. Like the yes. guy who mail, is out there. Mail, mail carriers. You, exactly. you think about it. It's, it's our world literally could have been ground into the stone ages if these people didn't make that sacrifice exactly. to, to do it. So. Agreed. Just think about that, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank your 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 next postal service person that you see. Just say thank you. Anyway, so I I, I digress. So we <laughs> talked about we talked about um, people who had the opportunity to work from home because their industry um, could support that. We talked about folks that were unable to do that because they were in you know hospitality, service industries, retail, healthcare. But then there's there's also the folks that don't have the adequate facilities to effectively work from home. You know, in the same survey that I was reading the data, 49% of the respondents said that they can work in a room other than their bedroom, which mm. is which is okay, but that's what means like other 51% can't. But then there's another big challenge: online connectivity. Internet connectivity for video calls has to be 90% or greater, which is only two thirds of those survey reported having. But then it touches on another thing, the digital divide. This, that could be a whole nother episode, Erica, but the digital divide, there are swaths of our community that don't have access to broadband to internet. And if you don't have access to broadband and internet in your home, that really removes the capability for you to be able to work remotely. You can't go to your library to do your exactly. job, right? Exactly. So think about that. It's, it's, a, it's the digital divide is another huge thing. And that also skews negatively towards communities of color and, and, and if I areas might, of color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I might just go on a tangent there for a second, if, if you recall that what we had, Renee Belton on our episode a while back ago when in her capacity as a principal before she retired, we kind of talked about that digital divide, right? Where mm-hmm. there were students who didn't have access so or internet access. So how could they connect to go to school? Like even think, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that as well. So that is, that definitely hits home. And, and for some who are working and have the capability or can work from home, that's a big thing. Because honestly, if you're not productive and you can't do your job, then you can't be at home. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's there. I just wanted to kind of touch upon that, um, educational yeah. aspect. So, yeah. Speak. And for, and so for the folks who out there who want to play devil advocate, I'm going to ask you to have a seat on this one because just because you give someone an iPad or a laptop, not useful if they don't have internet connectivity. Exactly. So I'm just going to leave it there. So this have is, a seat. Okay. So anyway, that's okay. It. All let's right. Go. So, <laughs> let's go. so we, so we've talked about that. Now I want to pivot to some of the companies out there 
You know, some of them continue to thumb their noses at the great resignation and insist that employees come back to the office. But the, I don't know if you heard of this, organ, this uh, online job board called Ladders, but the data scientists at Ladders insist that the writing is on the wall because remote work is here to stay. According to their projections, Erica, 25% of all professional jobs in North America will be remote by the end of this year. And remote opportunities will continue to increase through 2023. I know, and you know, we know people that have literally quit their jobs to go to, to, go to 100% remote. Working. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like people are like, just like, nah, ain't doing it, ain't having it, not, not, not doing that commute. I do not want to go in the office because I have proven to plenty of other people that we don't have to go to the office to do my job. So we know people have done that. And I, and I, I agree with these data scientists. I do believe that it's going to be skewing more towards remote work as the years go on. And um, these same data scientists and researchers have been tracking remote work availability from North America's largest 50,000 employer since the pandemic began. And check this out, remote opportunities left from under 4% of all high paying jobs before the pandemic to about 9% to the end of 2020 to more than 15% today, all remote work, all remote work. So now we have all this remote work. There's some downsides to that, you know, um, and I can personally attest to this is that the workplace has shifted and being able to work from home has its pros and cons. But one of the cons is we're going into the third year of this pandemic and the rise of job burnout has jumped to an all time high. And I can relate to that. And the American Psychological Association's Work and Wellbeing Survey found that 79% of the 1,500 employees that they were in their, their survey experienced work-related stress in the month before the survey. And three in five workers said that work-related stress caused them to have a lack of interest, motivation, and energy at work. 36% had cognitive weariness. Wow. 32% had emotional exhaustion. I can do that. And 44% had physical fatigue, all of which had a 38% jump from 2019. So it's not all, you know, bells and whistles and shoots and ladders, you know, remote work, because being able to work from home, you don't no longer, you have to time it, you know, for your commute. Literally, you can roll out of bed in your pajamas, don't even brush your teeth and get on your laptop. No one knows the wiser from that. And imagine doing that from seven to seven because you no longer have, you know, the drive-by coffee breaks. You know, people want to gossip or, you know, what you do last weekend or whatever. None of that, all that is gone. It's 100% productivity and you can get burned out. And I, and I, and, and I can attest to that. And that, that, is, that is an easy thing to happen because I kind of fell on that. I mean, there were plenty of days that I rolled out of bed with my bunny slippers and my hair and a pigtail. And I was just like, I'm going to get on my laptop. <laughs> you know, and it's just like no one knew. It could be like three o'clock before I took a shower and brushed my teeth. And it's just, that's completely different from when we were like running to catch the train. Right, E? Like, no, oh. agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, from my perspective, you know, kind of thinking about some, some, some pros and cons of working from home and, and working in the office. So, so let me just kind of set the, the tone a little. So I work in a hybrid environment now where I go into the office and I'm also at home. And at first it was hard. It was hard to transition, right? For all those reasons, you know, you've just talked about, you know, being able to hop out of bed in your bunny slippers at 7.45 for eight o'clock meeting, right? And you'll figure out the rest later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, you know, when we um, started getting communications to, to go back to the office, you know, that transition took a bit, right? And we know some of other companies in, in the industry were kind of doing things, you know, different ways, but, you know, we went to a hybrid environment. It was, it was a little tough um, to make that transition. So, so the first thing, was to get yourself in that headspace, right? Because you had done it for such a long time that I know I was like, mm, I don't know about this. And I could be more productive at home. So why am I going into the office, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, some of, some of the pros for working at home, one of the pros is actually a con, I think, as well. Like you just mentioned, that, you know, you're able to work longer and get things done because you don't have a commute. That's a pro, right? But the con is you're working longer <laughs> right. and you're not giving yourself and you're losing the boundaries of time mm-hmm. and you have to establish habits, constraints, and boundaries to help you navigate through that. Because I know it's easy, right? You could be, especially during the pandemic, right? You're home. There's not much going on and it's a Saturday and you're like, you know what? Eh, I could do that. I mean, what am I, what am I doing anyway? Right. But, mm-hmm. but here's the thing that is time for you to decompress, but you're not decompressing. You're actually tuning yourself in to the point that you could be working a week straight because you're doing something related yep. to work, right? Because you lose those boundaries of, of time. Um, you know, no commuting time. Of course, that's a pro, right? You don't have to, the commute is short, you know, bed to the bunny slipper, right? Um, and, and you're more productive, you know, you're able to focus, um, you're, you're being able, you know, you're able to just be in that moment and you're there. Right. Um, so that, those are some of the, con- you know, the pros of, of, of being home. Um, a con is you don't move. Like sometimes yep. you, you're just, we don't move enough. Movement mm-hmm. is essential to mm-hmm. our body, you know, and, and we, we need to have some intentionality about it because I know at certain times, I'd have like a thousand steps in a day. I'm like, what did I do today? Did I just walk into go to the, you know, to the ladies and then come back and get a snack? Like, what was I doing? Because I wasn't moving. And movement is essential. And I think that's one of the cons that, that you need to, you may not move while you're doing the work. So do you get a standing desk? Probably so. Um, Yvette was kind enough to give me a good tip and just to, to move a little bit more um, and be intentional about moving. Like build yep. some time where you, you might be on that call that you, you're a stakeholder, but you're not running the call. So maybe you take a minute to do a little stretch while you're on mute so that you could just move your body. So I think the intentionality around moving is very important. Any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I have very similar, you know, pros and cons, like the work-life balance for me is a con because it's, there's a blur being home all the time, especially during the pandemic, you know, you're not going anywhere. You're not commuting. 
you just easily fall into the trap of being on all the time. So, um, and being able to have that balance between work and non-work is was really hard. The other con that I had was like socialization. You know, look, it's quiet, it's not kept. I don't like people, right? But I do <laughs> kind of like being around people at times, right? So that socialization aspect, just being able to wave to somebody um, who's not my husband, um, and just like talk, just like talk chit chat, um, about work that, that was the kind that I totally missed. And the big one, you know, you mentioned it, Erica schlepping around when I, that was, that was the big thing when I was commuting into the city and just, I would walk everywhere. Like, you know, if, if it was a nice day and it wasn't raining and it wasn't too cold, you know, like 10, 12 blocks, I'd walk that. I wouldn't take the train. The, you know, you can't do that when you're kind of sequestered in the house. So I miss, I miss schlepping around, um, you know, but now it's just, there's only so many walking meetings you can do around the block, right? Um, so that was one of the, one of the cons that I had. Um, from the pros, I, you know, I have been so productive, getting a lot of stuff done. Um, that, that could also be a con, but it, it got a lot of stuff done. Um, I, I was able to work out more and, and, and I'm going to tell you why Erica, because I was able to literally put the boundary in no meetings before nine. So before 9am, that was my workout time with my trainer, no meetings after five. That was those boundaries that I had to really put in and uphold with my organization to maintain my work-life balance. Um, but it also enabled me to have more time in my schedule to work out. So I I work out six days a week. Why? Because I can schedule that in early morning before nine, get my get my workout in, and then you know get on my meetings starting at nine. And then the other thing, you know, that is a that is a pro, saving the coin <laughs> from mm -hmm. commuting, right? Mm -hmm. You know, those monthly passes on NJ Transit ain't cheap. Right. And then if you have to do if you have to do commute into the city and then when you get to the city, get on another train, it's, you know, you're saving a lot of money. So um, from my perspective, those are the pros and the cons. I mean, I'm, many of those like yours, Erica, they're very similar. But and I think a lot of people can relate. But the one thing we didn't talk about, Erica, which is huge, it's like folks did that didn't have or don't have the opportunity to have like separate space to do work right one and people who have children so not only were they have to do work but kids are at school you know there's no play dates there's no you know like how do you how do you balance that and and that can actually increase people's stress because you can't be super productive at work without you know what about you know little johnny over there right it's just how do you balance that and so we that's a whole nother conversation about parents balancing work and being in the household and let's just talk about social and societal dynamics is like does most of the work fall on the woman in the house so now she's home working but there's still the expectation you know three squares doing the laundry clean you know it's just how do you do that right and that right. that could be ex extremely stressful um and overwhelming as well so those are okay. you know things that that we we that who do not have children and who do have this space really don't we kind of take it for granted that there's other people that that are that are in different situations 
that their whole experience is completely different from ours and a lot harder probably. Absolutely. And, and, you know, for my friends with children and, you know, managing through the pandemic, you know, talking to them, it it was definitely very challenging now that, you know, kids are back in school and, um, you know, they're working as well, you know, kind of working through that, um, that, that the scheduling and the boundaries, et cetera, because one of the things that we also didn't mention um, was flexibility, right? Uh, when mm-hmm. you work from home, you're able to have some sense of flexibility, especially as it per- pertains to childcare and picking the kids up from school and 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 all the things, you know, caring for an, a parent, or, you know, an aging relative, you know, you get that flexibility. So that is a that is a that is a that is a pro as well. And then when we think about going back to the office, since you know I'm back in that high, I'm in that hybrid world, and I told you everyone that you know it was a little tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things for me was, it, it was good. It's a pro and a con, <laughs> Not me and the pros and the cons, but the, the commuting, right. Cause commuting, we could, we could have a whole thing about commuting, but commuting, mm-hmm. at least you were moving, like you're moving. Like I find that when the days I commute into the office, I'm moving. Right. And I mm-hmm. must admit the first time I went in the office, I was like, oh my God, you know, because when you haven't done it in a while, you know, that whole going up and down the stairs, now you got a laptop and you know, you're, you're moving, you know? So the first time it was like, thank God I was doing some kind of workouts because at least I could, you know, navigate through this, but it is something to get used to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely getting used to that whole routine again, getting used to being on public transportation again. And, and building those techniques that are or strategies that are going to help you navigate through that. Because like you mentioned, I'm the same. I wear a mask. That's my personal preference. I just feel more comfortable that way. Right. And I still have the same routines that I had during the pandemic to help me feel more comfortable as I get into the office. Um, so, so definitely getting back into, you know, that movement and doing that, that is, that is a, you know, it is a pro because you're getting the movement, but the con you're exposing yourself to things potentially. Right. So I think that that's, that's that. Um, did you, so E, yeah. did you see that, that TikTok video of that, of that New Yorker, New York TikToker called Low Hilton, where mm-hmm. she posted a clip. It's been shared for over 200, 2000 times and has racked over 36,000 likes um, on TikTok. So it, it, it literally, it launches us into the discussion of the usefulness and uselessness of businesses forcing people to go back to work, to mm. empty workspaces, to do their jobs post pandemic. So mm. this video is literally to, I, what, did they, what did they tell her? Um, yes, they said, we really need everyone to come into the office at least twice a week to contribute to company culture. And so this is her going into the office to contribute to company culture. And she's the only one in there. And she's literally crying. Oh, the only one in there. Leaves of desks, all empty. And she's the only one in the office contributing to company culture. And it's just, it's, you know, there's extremes, right? So there's, there's some companies out there that are literally, you know, doing the matrix stuff and tracking all those other kind of stuff. And then there's other companies where they throw it out there and hope for the best. 
And then you have some people who are just like, I ain't going in. And other people right. are like, I'm going to give it the old college try. And then you have people like Lo, her name is Lo Hilton, showing up and it's like, there's no one there. So if, then you're going to like, well, why did I get up, schlep into the city to sit here in an office to work by myself? No, I, I could totally, I could totally, yeah, I can totally um, understand that. And, and I think for me, what I've, what I've tried to do is I'm very intentional about the days I go in and I'm intentional about what I'm doing those days. Mm -hmm. So I utilize those days to make connections, to collaborate. Now, there might be some times where, um, you know, I think one of the pros is that sometimes you have the opportunity to have those impromptu discussions. I know I've had those like impromptu run-ins or impromptu conversations where I may not, that opportunity might not have happened because what am I going to do? Schedule some time with you to have, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it right. just happens organically. Right. But mm -hmm. I do think that there has to be some level of intentionality because now we are, you know, depending on the organization, you might have a hybrid structure. Everybody's not there the same day. So right. I often feel, you know, there's certain times that I'm like, okay, I know I need to do this. So, okay. Um, this person's going to be here that day. Okay, great. I'm going to be there that day. So I try to be very intentional because you're right. There were times when I was going into the office and it might've just been me. Um, and, you know, for those, you might say, well, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing at home. So really what, you know, you, of course you get yep. those thoughts. So I think the intentionality around it, right? And, and my whole thing is, if there's a town hall, I think it'd be good for me to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm going to go, you know? Yeah. So if there's something happening that day that I'm like, it would be good for me to be there. I'm going to be there. Or if there's something happening, because remember, we still networking is still a good thing for us to do because that's how we connect Absolutely. and that's how we get to know. So if there's a networking function on that Thursday and you're comfortable enough to go, that might be a good day to go to the office. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it, you kind of have to be intentional, right? And, and well, or or intentional or strategic is another word that I would like to say. It's just like because you know, the, the that con that connectivity with people is very important. And just because you work from home doesn't mean you still don't need to network, right? You still need to network. You still need to quote unquote get out there, meet people, have people introduce you to other people. And sometimes that's a little easier to facilitate in person. Um, can you know, see the energy, read the vibe, that kind of stuff. And, and I think it is super important. So it's a balance, right? It's like what you're comfortable with from your own emotional safety and physical safety that makes you feel well, you know, but it's also, you know, the balance of, I need to do this, you know, cause I still need to move in my career. You, you can't become a hermit and and still think that you know you're going to get promoted or you know network to get that new job that's doing that great new stuff if you're just sitting at home you know with your laptop and your bunny slippers you know never coming on camera and you know just you know doing the work um it is going to require you to be strategic and i i specifically use that word strategic because that means you have to figure out who's going to be where and where you need to be and strategically move in that direction but that doesn't mean you have to go in, you know, Monday through Friday, but that maybe you go in, you know, Tuesday, Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever that is, and find out where other people, when other people come in so that you can continue to expand your network um, and get to that next level that you want to be because 
can't hide behind your laptop at home. Right. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I use the word intention because, and I understand the strategy, right? You have to have a strategy, but you got to move it a certain way. Yep. Um, but, and I also say, some people might say out there, they might say, well, <laughs> my boss is not where I'm at. <laughs> and I, and I can totally understand that because now we are very much, you know, we've always talked about the global myth, you know, we're all global, mm-hmm. but we truly are global. And, and I think that being, in for the most part if you work for a global firm right let, let you know that caveat there but you might have a manager that's in a whole nother country mm-hmm. right and you might say to yourself well okay that's all great and good eric and Yvette, but my, i'm in london my manager's in new york so okay so that's where that that planning that that strategy that intention has to come in because you have to get time with this person Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you might be at home, but you have to get that. But if yeah. that person shows up into your office, guess what? That's mm-hmm. the day you show up Yeah, because you started off virtually, but you move it to in person where possible. We know that there's yeah. some situations that aren't, but I think it's just that, that flexibility in this hybrid world. So even if you're fully remote and it's a fully remote position, there are some times that you might say, maybe I should, you know, go in and get a little hoteling desk and just see what, what the vibe is and all that, because that's where, you know, a lot of people got hired during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Did onboarding, did onboarding virtually. Yeah. Everything. Right. So you don't even understand the feel of the place Mm -hmm. because you've never been to the place. So I think it's important to understand the culture of the organization and the culture some, you know, from my opinion, I couldn't feel a culture through a meeting online. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I need to kind of be there where possible. So I think that that's something to consider as well. Yeah. I, I mean, so at the end of the day, here it is, you know, I think, you know, there's a, there's this clinging narrative, you know, of a return to normalcy that many employers are holding on to when in fact, the world of work will never, ever truly return to the way it was before, period. The pandemic has revolutionized the workplace and, exp- and expedited an already growing need for remote workers. That's just, that's just facts, right? But at the same time, it served as a massive wake-up call teaching all of us not only that work was done, what work was more than capable of being done from home, but it showed us the need for flexibility for employees to be able to take control of their own schedules and necessity for those with long commutes, pricey childcare arrangements, and those who simply who wanted to spend more time with their families. So with all that taken into account, I think that there's going to be a give and take from both employers and employees to, to balance what's right for them. And if as an employee, you take in consideration your schedule and you manage that schedule to give your work-life balance. But from the work aspect, you still need to manage it to be strategic so that you can navigate, meet new people, go for that promotion and get a raise or get a new job and just network effectively, you know, as well as, you know, hang out with folks at work just to be for the quote unquote company culture. And, and I think that that's the overall lesson, right? It's going to be a give and take for all. And it really gives us the keys of control to really be able to manage our work and manage our lives outside of work. Absolutely. And I think it requires, you know, 
you need to be comfortable in what you do. And if you, you know, and you need to navigate in a place that you feel safe and you feel comfortable. So I think that you have to weave that into everything that you do going forward and decisions that you make as it pertains to working from home or not, or being in a hybrid environment or whatever it is you decide to move forward with. But you really have to take stock and think about what's important to you so that you can then move with the confidence in the decisions that you make to move forward. So I think this is an ever evolving discussion. And um, the industry, as you mentioned, Yvette, it revolutionized the industry, how we work with technology, you know, where some of us some years ago, video call, I'm not doing that. Now it's just a, it's a, it's a given, right? So, yep. so I think it's, it's really thinking through as you prioritize things within your life, what this looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I would agree. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. To all that. And then some. Indeed. So we just want to thank you all for listening. We hope that this was, um, you know, to us, this, as you can tell, this is a topic that we're very passionate about because we're, we're kind of navigating our way. But if you have any comments or questions, just don't have, you know, don't, don't just don't, don't hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> don't hesitate to, um, reach out to us on our, um, Insta or Facebook or, you know, send us our a website. Yeah. yeah. Or on our send website. And then like, we, like, as you can tell, we like to chat, um, amongst ourselves, but we would love to hear what each and every one of you has to say. Uh, and, and we would love to pe- take your feedback and incorporate it into, you know, future episodes and maybe riff on what someone brings up as a really good topic that we were just like, man, yeah, we need to talk about that. So Indeed. please, please be out and um, communicate and let us know how you're doing and how we're doing as well. Yes. And thank you for your support. And thanks for listening. Until next time. Did you just love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, The answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and some feedback. Spreading the word is really the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. 